Right off the top, uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, and I'm, I'm a little emotional about this because it affects me directly. Um, but in Oxford at Journey, we have a fund called Caring for Oxford. And we have collected and we've received money from churches, from individuals, from grants. Um, and this money is dedicated, 100% of the funds that we receive go to students, siblings, parents, community members who were directly or indirectly affected by the shooting at our high school on November 30th. And you guys, uh, Shepherd's Gate, the ministry, the people here, uh, you helped us. And so we've given every dollar we've received so far, we've given out, we've, we've raised more than $100,000 for mental health care. And we've given out. We've given out so far more than $30,000 directly to people who are in need. And so I know not everyone is directly right here from uh, Shelby Township. So if you know somebody from Oxford who has a need, uh, who, who wants to get mental health care but doesn't have the ability uh, because they don't know who to go to, uh, or they don't have the financial um, ability to do that, uh, you can connect them with us at journeylutheran.church. Uh, there's, an, there's a form to fill out. It's very simple and easy. Uh, and, and everything we're doing is trying to love our community uh, in a really hard time. And, and the message today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to try to be as transparent as I can uh, without, you know, scaring you. Uh, and, and I hope that this is an opportunity for us to recognize just what God has given us when he gives us not only Jesus Christ, his son, but the people who are in the body of Christ. And so, quick thought. How do you feel about first impressions? And perhaps back to school impressions. I am a father, I'm a husband. Uh, my wife and I have five children. One is a junior in high school. The other just started middle school this year. I've got an elementary student in fifth grade. My youngest son, Eugene, just started preschool. And I've got a two-year-old starting preschool next year. So first impressions are on my mind. Maybe you have someone in your house who freaked out about what they were going to wear on the first day of school. So, so if we were gonna raise hands just to say, hey, I had somebody in my house freak out on the first day of school what they were gonna wear, I would have to raise both hands and probably kick up a leg because it was intense. It was intense, but this, so often this matters because we want people to see us. And we want people to see the version of ourselves that we think they most want to see. But I'll be honest, that first impression and that version may not be the person they need to see. 
they may need to see the real version. Um, I brought one of our family backpacks to church today. What do you, what do you see inside? Nothing. nothing. That's strange. How do you know nothing is in there? It's transparent? Are we like this sometimes? That we say, oh, well, I'm authentic. I'm transparent. You can see everything going on in my life, and it's kind of like this backpack where we're not actually showing anyone anything, but we're claiming to be good or honest or filled with integrity. If I was going to show you what I'm carrying in my backpack today, you might want to invite another guy. Like there's a whole lot, there's a whole lot going on in my head, in my heart, in my family. And not only bad things, but good things we're celebrating too. Right? So I, I mourn with those who mourn and I celebrate with those who celebrate. But if we were going to use this backpack as a conversation starter, I would invite you to consider what do we carry with us? And each one of us, we probably, we carry around a backpack on our shoulders, invisible to others, but loaded with burdens. The difficulty of this last year, and notice the parentheses there, years. How long has it been for you? I remember there was a, there was a time, and, and it was December 31st, 2019. Do you guys remember how crappy 2019 was? Yes. Were you even alive in 20, sorry. It's like my son, my son Eugene chirping out, man. It's, I feel right at home because my kids heckle me during the sermon too. Thank you. Oh, man, I love, yeah. Come up later for the blessing. That's not a threat. No. But 2019, December 31st, the ball was dropping and everybody's like, it's going to be a 2020 year. Yeah. Because 2019 was awful. And then we like, we experienced 2020. And, and each one of us, like there's, there's probably not a person here in the gym, there's probably not a person online who wasn't affected in some way by the pandemic and by everything that goes on apart from what goes on. And so what do you carry with you? I went to a church conference in Phoenix. It was really awesome. It was a, a big group of Christians talking about like the best practices for ministry. And it was in the, the after pandemic time. And everybody was celebrating and saying, oh, the pandemic's over. I said, well, it didn't even register for me because I had loaded my backpack with the pain and the grief 
of those students, of those families who had lost loved ones in our high school. We have students connected with Journey who are recovering from bullet wounds. One of our kids was, was shot through the face. Another girl was shot in the neck. One of our students' girlfriends passed away. I coach on a baseball team for my middle schooler. And one of the players is the little brother of one of the victims. We, we carry stuff. And like that's some of what's in my bag, but it's not all. And like you've got stuff in your bag too. And what I want to invite us to consider today is to start sharing with each other, with our families, with our friends, with our classmates, with our coworkers, opening up what it means to be real and vulnerable and to show people that even though I hurt, even though we hurt, I have a God who's intimately connected with that hurt. Because, yeah, I'm not alone. We had a prayer walk before the first day of school in Oxford. We, we gathered and then we walked around as a group around uh, the campus of the high school. And, and one of the questions I asked to those gathered was, where was Jesus on November 30th? Because a lot of people would say Jesus was nowhere near there. But I would say Jesus was intimately connected to every person, student, teacher, and faculty who experienced any amount of pain that day. Jesus was there with our brave men and women in Oxford and from every department in our area, police and fire who came to their rescue. From the time the call went out, to the arrest was five minutes. And Jesus was with them. And Jesus was on the cross, bearing the weight of every single pain and hurt we have. When Jesus died on the cross, it was to forgive sins. 100%, but it was also to show us we have a savior who knows and feels the weight of those sins, the weight of that pain. And so we're gonna open up a letter that God writes to us that Paul sent first to the Galatians nearly 2,000 years ago. And if you have a Bible, we'll be in Galatians chapter 6. And if you don't have a Bible, um, I'm sure they can have you get one on your way out. And you have one on your phone or all of the words that we talk about will be on the screen today. But we're going to use Galatians 6 verses 1 through 10 to encourage one another. And Paul, at the end of his letter to this church in Galatia, and God, as he writes through Paul to all of us, says this, brothers, 
If any one of you is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness and keep watch on yourselves lest you too be tempted. Uh, Has anyone ever been caught before? Two hands, four hands? Do we have enough hands for something interesting about my family? I was the little brother seven years younger than my sister and she always got away with everything and I never got away with anything. I always got caught. And when I didn't get caught, I would feel guilty and I would go confess. <laughs> but, but an interesting thing is that this actually, translated into English, comes from the Greek. And another word that, that could be used for ca- caught is overcome. Is anyone feeling overcome today? Y'all have a wonderful worship team. And the songs that they sang before, I mean, just how perfect they slid into what I was thinking about today. Come lay your burdens at the foot of the cross? Yes. Yes. What are you overcome by today? Is it something personal? Is it something relational? Is it something like super serious and thoughtful? Is it something like silly and you'd feel embarrassed about bringing it up? Is it the Detroit Lions kicking off at one o'clock today? (laughs) Playoffs. I saw hard knocks, playoffs. One of the interesting things I've read recently came from Andrew Das. He wrote this. He said, no Christian can afford to live apart from regular interaction with and help from other Christians. Do you hear what Jim was talking about before I got up here? It's awesome to worship here together in the big group, but oh my goodness, what an opportunity you have to get together in small groups. Like, yes. Yes, and I don't know how you guys split your small groups up, but finding a group of people who can walk alongside of you, who can live that life alongside of you to encourage you along the way. Das continues, he says, their behavior will reflect their mutual membership in the family of God. Christians are their brothers and sisters keepers. We are here to encourage one another. And so what's in your bag that's weighing you down? And here's an interesting question. Do you have to keep carrying it? So for some of us, it could be anger. And we could tell ourselves that lie that it's righteous anger. It's, it's, Jesus went into the temple and he flipped over tables and he got real mad. And that's, that's the anger I have. It's righteous anger. Can I tell you a hint? Can I tell you a secret? Only one person is capable of righteous anger. It's Jesus. 
right? So like, what's that anger inside of you doing to you? To your relationship with your spouse? To your relationship with your kids? To your coworkers at work, your classmates in school? Like, what is that doing eating up inside of you? And can you let it go? Maybe not alone, but with help from others? With assistance from maybe a professional? Y'all, I see a counselor. It's one of the best things I've ever done in my life is to go and take seriously my mental health so that when I'm talking with my wife and when I'm talking with my kids and when I'm pastoring my people and when I'm in my community, I don't have to give them every rock that's in my bag. I can give that to my counselor and we can work on it together. Paul keeps going in verse two, he says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. When Jesus was preparing his disciples for his eventual departure, John records at the last supper a statement Jesus makes to those disciples. He says in John 13, 34 and 35, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. That bar is extremely high. It is not easy to love people like Jesus loves us. And why? Well, I'll tell you, for me, it's because I'm insufferable. I'm really hard to love sometimes. And Jesus keeps loving me. Uh, You are really hard to love sometimes. And if you're a parent and you're not sure about that, just ask your kids. (laughs) And if you're a kid, ask your parents. But we do it anyways. Jesus even says that people will recognize us. They'll be able to tell who we are. They will know you are my disciples by how you love one another. Now, I'm not saying you have to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Jesus said that in the Sermon on the Mount. But do we show grace when we're not? Do we show compassion and love? There's another author, he's passed away now, but he shared this many years ago. R.C. Lenski said, this is the blessedness of Christian fellowship. That each one of us is not left to bear his load alone, but others will help him to bear it. And I pray that you have that person in your life. Whether it's a spouse or a friend or a family member, a mother, a father. Maybe it's somebody here. And if if you don't, if you don't have somebody to help you, I want to be an invitation for you today to ask.
Today is the day to ask. There are people filled in this church who want to help. I know that because you've helped us. I know that because you've helped us. And, and how does it feel when someone helps you? When they really help you? It changes your world. It can be a, a complete 180 where we're traveling down to destruction and somebody helps us and turns us around to life. This can be your moment today. Jesus is inviting you to receive his love, to receive his sacrifice, and then to receive the gift of his church and his people. In his letter in, in verse 3, through six, Paul says, for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one of us test his own work and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor for each will have to bear his own load. Verse six, let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. And this is where I clap for you because you've given Pastor Tim an opportunity to take a sabbatical. That's a huge sacrifice for you as a church. You have to tell your senior pastor, yes, we're gonna give you a long extended time off and we're gonna invite who to come talk to us? <laughs> week after week, we don't really know what we're getting? I'm kinda nervous about that. Are we sure? Is this in our bylaws? Should we check the constitution? But this is real and it's legit. That by doing this for Pastor Tim, you're actually helping yourselves because you're helping him to love you. And so I love, I love that I have the opportunity to come here on your last outdoor worship day and not have to put on sunscreen. <laughs> Y'all, I burn really quick. I would have probably applied mid-message a second layer. But Paul, Paul keeps going, he says, do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption but the one who sows to the Spirit will reap from the Spirit eternal life. In chapter five, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control against such things, there are no law. And God empowers us. He empowers us by his Holy Spirit to live our lives in faith, which works itself out in love. And so maybe today in your backpack, you are emptying some burdens, you are unloading some things that you no longer have to carry with you. 
what are you going to put back in? In verse 9, Paul says, let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. About 500 years ago, Martin Luther wrote these words, which he could have written to my family yesterday. Luther said, for it's easy to do good once or twice. Right, I got a two-year-old and a three-year-old. Will you put that away? Oh yeah, yeah. And so we get the blocks and we put all the blocks in the bucket and we get the bucket and it's, oh, it's a big bucket, so we're gonna put it up on the shelf, but not too high, because they have to be able to get the blocks out again. The blocks are put away. Oh, there's peace. All right, the blocks are out again. Okay, the blocks are back. Well, do you want to put the blocks away? No. You just put the blocks away. How hard is it to put the blocks away again? Well, Dad, it's super difficult. And that's something so silly and small, but like, to us, maybe... We also struggle with doing good more than once or twice. Luther Luther says to stay with it and not be overcome by the ingratitude or malice of those you are helping, this is work. Have you ever done something nice for someone and they didn't say thank you? Oh, what a millennial. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a millennial. Right? But, but would you ever do something nice for that person again? Why not? Jesus didn't say, only love those who say thank you. He didn't say sacrifice only for those who appreciate it. So then as we have opportunity, Paul finishes in verse 10, let us do good to everyone, even boomers. Right? Maybe especially boomers, right? And especially those who are of the household of faith. And so what are you gonna fill your bag with? My prayer is that you go into this school year, that you go into this new season of work, maybe you're returning to the office and you thought you were gonna uh, work remote forever and and they're saying, no, you're coming back. Uh, My my friend, uh, he had to load his car the other day with a desk and a computer. It was his first day of, of back to the office work. I felt so bad for him. Oh, he thought he was gonna, he's a programmer. He thought he was gonna be remote forever. But let us fill our bags with goodness and love. Goodness and love. It's abundant, it's never ending, it comes from God and it's overflowing. We could pack all, all of our bags with goodness and love to share in the abundance of what God has given for all his people. That's my prayer for you, and I'd invite you to pray now with me.
Lord God, Heavenly Father, life is heavy. And many of us have burdens that, that we do not feel we are able to bear. And so, Lord, help us to see in you, the one who bears all of our burdens, relief. And Lord, in you, help us to find hope and healing that you give so abundantly and help us to share each other's burdens, to share each other's pains and to share each other's celebrations and joys so that others would know and see your love as it's lived out among us. This we pray through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, amen. And now if you have a backpack uh, and you are a child or an adult, because hey, you might, I brought a backpack, I want to invite you to come forward now. Uh, so right around this stage right here, we're going to do the blessing of the backpacks, kind of right around here. So just kind of filter in right around this stage like a moat and uh, come on forward and we will do, yes, you are first. Yeah, just right in front here, right in front. Come on up. Perfect, right around here. Yep, we can kind of filter in, make kind of a, a U shape. You want, oh man, I don't know that we can today, so we're gonna just stay down here, just kind of tuck in, kind of as close as we can. Shout out for wearing the lion's shirt today. One and oh, we're beating the Eagles. A couple folks laughed at that, no confidence? <laughs> awesome, we'll give a few more seconds to, to folks as they come forward. Oh, what a neat, who is, the, who is the youngest person with a backpack here today? Right here? How old, is, how old are you? Two? Oh my goodness. Now, who's the oldest person with a backpack here today? I was 38, so I, I'm gonna say one of the middle schoolers, middle school, high school? Middle school, anybody in high school? Yes, all right. From two? From preschool to high school, you are the ones that are bold enough to come forward. And then there are many other people who are older than you, uh, who we will also bless as you go back to. But, but I want to invite all of you out there to pray for all of these up here and maybe those folks that, that you have in your own life. So I'm going to invite you to pray with me a blessing for these students as they go back. Heavenly Father, you sent your son Jesus into the world to be born and to live his life as a human being. And Jesus, he grew up as a boy and he learned as these boys and girls will hear in this school year. And you filled him with knowledge and truth. And we pray for these students that they would be filled with knowledge and truth. And Lord, we pray your protection over them that as they go to school and as they return from school and as they are in the school buildings, they would be safe and secure, not only in your love, but also in our world. And Lord, that as they interact with their fellow students and as they interact with their, their teachers and the, the people who work in the building, that they would be a light 
to the world, that they would shine your light in the way that they love one another and the way they love their classmates and teachers so that everywhere they go, you are there with them. And so Lord, thank you for this day that we get to celebrate and pray for them and bless them as they head into a new school year. And all this we pray through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And now boys and girls, I actually want you to pray for all of them. So as you've been blessed, you actually are a blessing to others. And so now we're going to pray for you, Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the men and the women and the others who are gathered here today. As they come and as they go in the world, may you go with them. May you bless them and keep them so that they might be a light. And as we've received blessings from you, may we share them with others so that they might know of your love. This we pray through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen.